0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: I love it when that guy says our names. That means we're somebody's. We're taking your calls. 301-230-0980. Brazil! And Switzerland are underway in the latest World Cup action.
2: Let me let me just say this: um, there might be some of you out there that are wondering why we're not doing the whole Sean Taylor thing. Um, I haven't really talked a whole lot about this, you know, on Twitter or whatever. I, we want to do this tomorrow when we can properly focus on the Sean Taylor uh, memorial installation, as they called it. Uh, or the installation, I guess, is what they called it. Not memorial, but it's obviously a memorial. Um, today is not the right day, in my opinion, in a football town to be talking no, the about ga- memorials. St-
1: right. The game is, is the focus right. today. That is so, ancillary. I hope everybody understands that. We will talk about it tomorrow. It would be disrespectful to the players that are currently exactly. playing on the field and accomplishing some positive things. Exactly. So. I, I mean,
2: if we're a football town, If we're a football town, we're focusing first on the football and then on the circus surrounding the football. It was not a good look. I don't think anybody could defend it as a good look. We will talk more about it tomorrow, Pete. I think we've made that decision as a show, right? Yep. And again, if this is the football city that you all think it is, and we hope for it to once again be – You concentrate on the football in the during and in the aftermath of a very, very, very important win. Maybe the difference or the feeling would have been a little bit different if it was last week against Houston. Maybe. But I still think the right thing for us to do is to say, hey, we're going to talk about this tomorrow. And let people's raw emotions calm down a little bit and see where we're at on Tuesday we'd talk about the football today because that was a huge win. Let's go to line two. Junior's up in
1: Fort Meade. What's up, Junior?
3: Good morning, fellas. Hey, Junior. Uh, listen,
1: uh, Chris. Yes. The, what, I, uh, what did I do wrong uh, <laughs> now?
2: Whenever, you, know, you, have that, whenever that. you have that tone, Junior, I'm about to get a verbal tongue lashing.
3: No, it's – I was just wondering something. I always thought that when you were on the radio, it was just a bit when you would be petty and – condescending to everybody until I started following you on social media. You are just like that all the time. I really, really? hope that when you're around people that you actually like, you're uh, not petty and condescending like you are. Okay, so, so, so let's, a-
2: let's break this down, Junior. Um, wh- What what specifically got your goat? Uh, let me let me ask you this. Was it the through six games, Taylor Heineke has thrown 34 passes off a of play action for 281 yards or an 8.26 average? Oh, by the way, that's how the Commanders got the game started yesterday, with a 27-yard pass to Terry McLaurin Or was it the compliment of my boss uh, A very good breakdown on the boss At Chris Kennard by uh, Barrett Sports Media uh, About how he's running f- uh, 14 different radio stations And both stations Or is it, hmm, Brian Robinson In my opinion has been the second be- I mean, what is it, Junior? Like, like what? What's the problem? What did I do now?
3: It's your total tone, like when you were just saying that you. Junior, I just
2: gave you three of my last three tweets. What what are
3: you getting? Why why are you? Because because you
2: call the radio show and you say, "Chris, you're nasty all the time." I'm not nasty all the time.
3: I said you're petty and condescending. Well, a pretty, I mean, what what do you think nasty, nasty is? You being nasty is being personal towards someone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whenever you talk about a subject that you want to try to prove that you're right about, you get petty and condescending. You start mocking people. You start calling them dumb-dumbs. You are petty and you're condescending. It makes you look very small. You just said when you just were talking to Sabah, not that I agree with Sabah, but you started making voices to try to mock her. It, it, you're you you become ridiculous when you get upset about these things. Wait, what you, what voice did I, I make to mock you. her? I, whatever voice you were making about Scott Turner or uh, whoever you were mo- talking about, I think it was Scott Turner's voice you were trying to make. Secondly, the you sit there and say you know for a fact that you want they want to bench Taylor Heineke. I didn't and say end. I know for a fact. Yes you, yes, you did. You said for a fact, I know that if they want to get Carson Wentz back in there, I want to know, you say that you don't have these resources anymore. They they go to, I think, Ian Rappaport. Every time you talk about him, you have a snide comment about him yeah. saying that he only gets the information. So what facts do you have that you know that they want to bench Taylor well, I, well, I didn't say Winston I had. Fa-
2: I didn't say yes, I had. you, facts. you I didn't
3: say I no, had. Your actual words were: "I know for a fact in that building they want to put uh, Carson uh, Wentz in I, there." If,
2: if I said if I said that, then I apologize for saying it that way. I don't know for a fact. I just know from conversations with people behind the scenes that they want to go back to Carson Wentz, and Ron has okay, made that. So Ron has made thing? that abundantly clear every you can't time he
3: talks. You sit there and say this stuff all the time. You know behind the scenes that they want to do this. Well, who's behind the scenes? What behind the scenes Junior do you, do you have? Ju- Junior,
2: do you understand how this works? Pete talks to yes, people. But you just I said, said you
3: don't have those resources. I, you sit there and say every time you talk about Ian Rapport, you say you the, the only person that gets these uh, resources in or sources anymore is Ian Rapport. You've said it many oh times. So
4: what Junior, sources in I, the building I mean, do you have,
3: Junior?
2: You 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 just drive me crazy because you sit there and literally take every I. I am saying what I have said in the past is I don't reach out to the people that I need to so to compete for every breaking story and to every bre- and for every breaking amount of news okay it's, however I have conversations with people via text in person privately on the phone where I get a feel a sense a little nugget of how they're thinking so not, of what that, they want
3: It's a feel that you have. No. It's not fact. It's a feel. So instead of saying facts, instead of saying you know factually that these people want to do this stuff, say, I've had conversations and I feel like it. Instead of saying, I have facts. There's a big difference between facts and your gut feeling. I'm just saying. Now, secondly, the defense, yesterday uh, with a mobile quarterback, it it looked so bad as far as the running game goes. The next two weeks, they're going to be playing another team with a mobile quarterback. My opinion is Jack Del Rio needs to get on the ball and find out a way, whether it's with Jamie Davis or without Jamie Davis or something, to make sure he's spying that quarterback all the time. That is my opinion about that. Thank you, guys. No, thanks, thanks your. For,
2: thanks for making it clear that that was your opinion and not your facts. <laughs>
1: that was his feel. I his, mean, listen, if I said I
2: know for a fact, I apologize and I, I misspoke, about that, I don't know for a fact. If if you don't think Ron is hankering to go back to Carson Wentz, the first chance he, you're oblivious.
1: Is it is it a case of where they want to go back to what Carson Wentz can bring them because he can? Yes, because they're cause not, He's
2: got a higher upside.
1: They're not getting the explosive exactly. play right now. He's that's got a the higher upside. That's, that's all. That's, that's all. what that's the difference between winning nineteen thirteen and twenty
2: eight thirteen. I, I I know in talking to people behind the scenes that they would like to go back to Carson Wentz. Okay, whether that's for a fact or not, I I can't prove that. I can't prove that. I can't tell you who I've spoken to. That's not the way it works.
1: Let's go to line three. James is in DC. What's up, James? Hey, hey, what's up, man? Hey, Russ, How
4: you guys doing, man? How are you? I just wanted to uh, um. But just, man, congratulate, man, the Commanders on that win yesterday, man. It definitely helped me uh, score my DraftKings yesterday, man. Not a boy. And then Junior, man, Junior need to stop calling with that bull crap, man. Listen, man, tell Haneke he is doing what he's doing, what you say. Those are the stats. He arguing with what you say, so that's what it is. Well, ju- just yeah, Heineken, ju- Junior
2: just wants a matter of semantics. Junior takes umbrage. If I say, you know, it, it's it's a fact when it's not a fact, uh, a, a pure yeah, 100%. It's annoying a
4: little bit. You guys doing a good job, and he calling about Taylor Heineke about you know, about you talking about his stats. If that's his stats, then bro, I step it up, man, because in the playoffs, he's going to have to definitely step it up a notch.
1: No doubt. No doubt. I, Pre- appreciate you, James. Let's go to line five. Bill's in Upper Marlboro. What's up, Bill?
4: Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's up? Just a couple you, of things. Just a couple of things to thought there about the Haneke and Wentz. And um, see if I'm reading this right. But I kind of understand why they would want to go back to Wentz. But my problem has been, my criticism has been the wide receiver play. And it seems like Wentz and um, Dotson are, are, are very good on timing and running precise routes, where Heineke is not that great on timing, but uh, Terry McCorn looks like he knows how to play off of Heineke and, and even this guy Bates and the other receiver that caught balls yesterday, I think they used to be on the, uh, what, the guest the scout team with Heineke Because it seems like they know how to catch his balls, but when it comes to wins it's only on dotson just give me your give me what you think have a good day i uh, appreciate uh, the Bill, call
1: i think it's a i think it's somewhat of a fair point because in terms of training camp and how reps are divided up before you get to the start of the season then yes you probably do get a few more balls from those players but remember live game play is at a totally different speed than anything that we go through in any of the practice sessions. And as I said in the very first hour of the show, I thought with more reps that the things that have foiled Taylor Heineke as a quarterback would get better. Those things have not improved greatly, if at all. Balls are still behind players. Balls are still delivered late to players balls still get batted down because of the physical stature of the quarterback I I trust me I promise you the offensive coordinator who yes did get a three-year extension at the start of the year so he's contractually obligated they're contractually obligated to pay him would do ever is doing everything in his power with the quarterback coach Ken Zampezi, to scheme up a way to make this quarterback successful. Why? If Scott Turner has a good-looking offense, he gets a head coaching job. If he has a good-looking offense, he gets another extension, and he gets paid more. So if there is a thing that they can do physically to make this quarterback better, they are in search of it. They're talking to Taylor every day. Hey, man, what are you seeing that you're comfortable with? You know, that's why they're running more. So the throwing attempts are less. With the throwing attempts or less, that's less balls that are late, that's less balls that are behind, less balls that can get tipped or intercepted, but it's also less opportunity for explosive plays, and that's the difference you run and why you have to be more comfortable winning 19-13, 17-14, mm-hmm. as opposed to 28-13, because the ability to get the explosive play, not quite there, and there was no chance on planet Earth, Scott Turner, was taking many chances in the rain yesterday because the defense is playing too well right now for this team. You don't want a mutiny like they had in New York that cost Zach Wilson his job. You want a you want team harmony to continue right now, and that's why Ron gave you the the reason why Taylor Heineck is the quarterback still. Winning, winning is the ultimate team harmony. Back to the phones we go at 301-230-0980. Russell's other foal. Foil, I should say. Foal. (laughs) Chris. Chris in Hyatt'sville is Russell's foal. He's out on a farm (laughs) somewhere.
5: What's up, Chris? What's up? Hey, I just wanted to say that, uh, incidentally, uh, Chainsaw Lobotomy is my favorite death metal band. I really enjoy their work. Uh, and rooster, if you want, I could get you tickets next time they're in town. Sure,
2: sure, Chris. There'd be nothing I would like better than to hang out see, with you and chainsaw lobotomy. Look,
1: Sabah rocking out with a chainsaw in her hands, with a sign oh. around her neck saying, "I'm looking for the rooster."
5: <laughs> By the way, Sabah, you are the woman I never know, knew I didn't. I needed. Okay, I, please let me know if you have a sister. Uh, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to get down. This, this woman is a woman after my heart. She loves. The command. She loves the Washington franchise, and she loves grilling the rooster. It's two of my favorite pastimes. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you, <laughs> you, you need a new hobby, Chris. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you, you need a new hobby. You know, rooster. Listen, first of all. I, i'm not
5: going to grill you today I, I think that's already been done i know you have very deep-seated emotional issues which is why you are right. the way you are so right. i'm just going to let you work on that okay, yes. okay. there are no resources online you can get uh, you can have uh online appointments you can do it from the sanctity of your home where you've got a big old pile of ground beef next to you to, to get you through your sorrows just cheap, I ground, recommend cheap you do ground beef get some
2: that's cheap, cheap ground beef.
5: well affordable no Efficiently priced ground beef is the most important thing. Listen, this is the thing. Everybody's acting like, you know, we've got Steve Young on the bench waiting to come out, you know, come onto the field. And because, you know, Joe Montana is past his prime or or some crap like that. Or, you know, this is uh, Doug Flutie instead of uh, Rob Johnson or something. Okay. Carson Wentz was terrible. He was Terrible to start the season. He was terrible in Philadelphia. He was terrible in, in Indianapolis. He's terrible here. There's no debate. It's irrelevant, honestly, whether or not Heineke is performing or outperforming an average quarterback. They're winning with him. It's not. They don't have a better option. So if you're talking about Heineke's play, it better be about how can you get him to improve because there is no white knight coming off the bench to save his team. This is the guy we've got. They are winning with him. And I'll say one more thing that really goes on notice. Do you remember how many offensive penalties we had when Carson was starting? There were numerous holds, false starts, illegal motions because – you know, One of the things that a good quarterback who knows the offense is doing is he gets the offense in the right protections. He has the right cadence that they're familiar with. The team feels more confident. And to Chris's point, and I'll give it this: because they're running the ball, they're on the attack instead of on moving backward on defensively like in a pass blocking. So you, there's little intangibles that, went, that uh, Taylor is doing that don't still show up on the stat sheet but do show up on the most important, and that's the win-loss column.
1: Well, and ultimately, look—that's what your head coach has said right now. The win-loss column, right? Winning.
2: You notice I mean, how muted his responses are when asked about Taylor Heineke? Why he's continuing to play? Winning. How would you sum up Taylor's performance today?
1: I thought what, Taylor. Look, Chris just said what I said, though. Yeah. The question ultimately, right now, is—is is how can you get him to improve? Right. And as I've said, your hope was with more reps that some of the things that have been his downfall and his lack of consistency would improve. And you're just not seeing, without sitting in the film sessions with Ken Zampezi and Mm -hmm. Scott Turner. In other words, show me where he's making great improvement that allows you all to do something outside of the run game right now. I've seen slight
2: improvements. I have. If I'm being honest, I've seen slight, and I've mentioned this to but you. Isn't it, isn't it, I, I've but isn't isn't it? But isn't the slight some...
1: improvement though on just basic function as an NFL quarterback stuff that basic NFL quarterbacks need to be able to do?
2: Yes, besides have the toughness and the moxie that we like. You know, like again, everybody just bitches and moans about his arm strength. That's the that's obvious, right? Maybe he's improved that slightly. But but as I said to you all last year. His lack of arm strength combined with his lack of anticipation and timing was the biggest problem. And you saw countless examples of it last year. I still see it from time to time this year, but I see it less. So that's the improvement. I mean, like, if I got to sit down with Scott Turner and Ken Zampezi, I would hope, I would think, I would expect – that they would tell me the same thing too. I can't prove it. It's just a feel. I don't see it as much as I saw I think it it's last only, year.
1: I think it's only subtle things within their philosophy that they'd be able to point out that say and look, say, hey, here in twenty, you know, twenty twenty one, here's how it looked. Well, here's where he's better in twenty twenty right. two. Do you think
2: he's better throwing on the run
1: or scrambling this year than he was last
2: year? In your eyes, just general gut feel.
1: Have not seen it as prevalent. The thing – I mean, look, vision downfield while on the move is something that only special mm-hmm. special dudes have.
2: Meaning you haven't seen enough of an improvement to to be like, yeah, I think he's better throwing on the run this year than he was last uh, year.
1: I mean, you need more sample size to okay. be, I think – you know, totally sold one way or the other. I I I mean, I don't want to kill him. Right. And I don't want to praise him for something that there's not a ton of sample size on and it's a difficult thing for any Mm -hmm. quarterback to do.
2: I have not seen enough of a jump in that area, but I haven't seen a regression. But again, I'm telling you, the problem is in the pocket. I do sense that most pros have better timing and anticipation.
1: Four of your last five games are against teams that are in the playoffs as of right now two of which are legitimate contenders for the Super Bowl because they have stifling defenses. And that is the problem coming up, is you're going to have to find a way to get some explosive plays because when you play in the shoebox with San Francisco and more importantly with Dallas, Debo Samuel's good enough to beat you with one play. Elijah Mitchell, even though he got banged up yesterday, good enough to beat you with one play. And C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, good enough to beat you with one play. And when you play in the shoebox, sometimes it only takes one play to beat you, which is why these next two games with the Giants and that Browns game, they win those three games. They get the ten wins. They are in. And all you have to do is get in to have a shot at that point. But those other two animals, man, those are two completely different deals altogether. And that's where your quarterback is. Has to make a play for you. No one's saying he can't do it. But you're going to have to see him do things he hasn't done. If you're trying to get to the Lombardi. And great. It's fine. Everybody gets a playoff share. If they make the playoffs. That's great. I'm glad they get some extra Christmas money or New Year's money. Because, of course, the playoffs come afterwards. But this is about winning the Lombardi. This is about winning the whole thing. And right now they're still not quite equipped at that position to get it done until he proves us wrong, which, hey, maybe one day he might because this defense is playing really solid football right now. 301-230-0980. A lot of you on the line. We'll roll through your calls next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. that's how you get to us here on the Team Night 80, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app each and every day. As always, we hear from the out-of-towners, good to hear from you as well. Washington at 7-5, the entire NFC East as of today is within the playoff bracket. The Raiders doing the NFC a favor by... Knocking off Seattle yesterday, Josh Jacobs, absolutely insane. If you had him in parlays yesterday, and certainly in your fantasy leagues, my goodness, Josh Jacobs had one of the biggest days of the season for any individual player there for the Raiders. His 86-yarder concluded the proceedings yesterday in Seattle. But that's why you keep playing. You keep playing. You don't worry about Seattle at one point being up there at 6-3. You don't worry about the Giants at one point being up there at 7-3. At some point, teams that aren't supposed to be there start to play back toward you. And if you keep winning, there's a reward for you. And I think right now, three of five in the final five for Washington, no matter what combination it comes in, I think 10 wins gets Washington into the NFC playoff picture. And then we go from there.
2: Did you did you realize that with the seventh win yesterday, that ties Ron Rivera's win yeah. mark in each of the first two years. It's pretty consistent. and He's a in, consistent seven-game winner. And in Jay's last two final full seasons, not, not the year he was fired, that was obviously 0-5, but his final two full seasons, they have not won eight games in a season since 8-7 and 1 in 2016 when they threw up all over themselves at FedEx Field against a giant team that was basically mm-hmm. mailing it in. So that's how long it's been, and how ironic they can do it, they can tie it, and then surpass it in back to back games. I'll be shocked the if
1: this group does not get to 9 in some combination right now. The the effort and the execution uh for the most part is just too good not to at least get to 9. You had 10, at and, this point. Seven Ten and 7 before the season, the right? The season. I had
2: 9 and 8. We both had them making the playoffs. Yes. So we're both trending in the right direction.
1: Come on boys, I need three more wins so I can at least be right at, at least 10. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to line 4. Let's get to the junkyard dog. What's up, dog? Hey,
7: how you doing, fellas? Happy to later, uh, Thanksgiving to everybody. Same to you, Jyd. Well, you know what? It's 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 almost like a jury, a jury trial. Mm-hmm. You know, you all have given uh, your, your summation. Of the, I've heard I've heard all the people calling in, giving their summation, and basically, it it, it, it I mean, it's just like it was last uh, last year with with Heineken. I mean, yeah, you you, you got little little, little little tiny little bits and pieces of, of a little bit of improvement, but but the guy is what he is. He's a second string quarterback if if he's that in this league or whatever. And and and, and well, he's, and def- he's at, definitely he's uh, definitely
2: that JYD. I, I, I think. Listen. If we're being okay, fair I, I, and honest, I, I, I would say, I, well, no, I, 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 I will, my I time. will. I just want to, I just want to just counter just something you said, and I'll let you follow up. I would say it's fair to say he's a fringe starter. I would say it's fair to say, but, but he's better than, you know, a, a, when you said he's a backup quarterback, if, if that or whatever exactly you said.
7: Okay. Okay. I might be okay. Okay. I'll take that back a yeah. little. He, okay. He's he's a backup quarterback. Now as far as as far as y'all saying that Ron is chomping at the bit to get the other guy in there, I mean for what? Because this guy look at look 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 we got look at, you got you paid Terry you take you paid McLaurin a bag full of money you paying a bag full of money to, to the other guy Samuel or whatever. You know you got all so called all these weapons and whatever and stuff. Johan Dobson ain't even really being used anymore or whatever, the, the point is, is that they're all useless to you because at the end of the day, what, 48 yards? That's all you can get out of McLaurin basically per, per game. And that's all you're going to get from these guys if you try Look, the thing is, is that next year you need to get rid of Carson Wentz. I don't want to hear no more about reducing the price of Carson Wentz or anything else. Get the stepping, go on, off the roster. You might keep, you might you might keep Heineken as a backup or whatever, or a starter to bridge whoever you bring it in or whatever. But I'm gonna tell you what you need to go maybe try to get up and get one of those cornerbacks like from USC or get one of the go get the kids from 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 Alabama or somebody. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to do because if not, you always yeah you you knocking on the door of the playoffs right now. But hey, look here. Knocking on the door and barely getting in, it's not good enough. You need a quarterback in this town.
1: That's right. You need a quarterback to win the whole thing. That's, I'm with you, dog, on that. I mean, it's cool. Yeah, hey, we make the playoffs. Yay. We, we, we want to win the Lombardi. We've done that before here. We know what it's like to do that here. The problem is you're not going to end up in the Caleb Williams or Bryce Young sweepstakes when you're making the playoffs. And I, there's no way they would trade enough to move up to get one of those guys where they'd have to get up to get them. Uh, it's just, I mean, you'd have to, based on where they're going to be, you'd have to give up a fortune uh, to be in that type of situation. You'd have to do some wheeling and dealing like Howie Roseman has done in Philadelphia. Who's got? He's got a top 10 pick right now. It looks like it's going to be a top five pick if he wants it. So he's either going to be able to use it or he's going to be able to use it to maneuver for a veteran player that's going to make Philadelphia uh, even stronger in the offseason as well. Let's go to line one, Jeff's in Vienna. What's up, Jeff?
6: Hey, Chris, I demand you give up your confidential sources immediately before (laughs) (laughs) dum-dum.
2: The same confidential sources, Jeff, that had me taking your bagels on the road, baby. I like it. That is a hell of a win without Joe Mixon and, uh, um, uh, what's his name?
6: Um, Jamar Chase. Yeah,
2: Jamar Chase. There you go. How how about Samaj
6: B. Ryan? By the way, Jeff,
1: I got bad news. T. Higgins is a one, and he's probably going to get paid like it from somebody one day.
6: Uh, it'll, it'll be the Bengals, I have a feeling. So, uh, boy, it'll be the guy left out in that, unfortunately. Um, and he's a good player, too. Oh, I, they, they've got three number ones, basically. Um, but, yeah, that was a playoff game yesterday. Doesn't get any easier. Kansas City at home on Sunday with Nance uh, and Romo in the house. Some so, huge games. Um,
2: Cincinnati, KC, uh, uh, San Francisco, Miami this week. Um, you know, I'm going to be traveling up to MetLife, so I don't know how much I'm going to be able to get to see of these games. Uh, live, but man, uh, looking—you know—looking like a hell of a slate for Sunday.
6: Yeah, and Chris, I told you I'm heading to the SEC championship I game Saturday that. too. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. and,
2: I, and I questioned your 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 ultimate. Uh, not motives, your ultimate execution that all you had was the SEC championship and 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 the Bengals and Kansas City. That's all. I mean, you didn't fit in anything on Friday. You're not going to, like, I don't know, um, uh, you know, a a hockey game or something like that in in Raleigh on Friday night?
6: No, our our local high school team is in the state semis, but that's on Saturday, and I won't be here. So – but on to the Commanders. Now, you guys don't think whoever starts this week against the Giants is starting the second game. There's no way the bye week changes anything, right?
2: Wait, well, no, 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 no. If if Heineke craps his pants this weekend and Whoa. they lose, and they lose, or if he plays decent and they lose, you don't think that there's a possibility that Wentz could be the starter coming out of the bye? I, I very oh, much no, think you- there's
6: – you guys know much better than I do, oh, but I yeah.
2: Well, I'll just I'll just tell you, Ron is chomping at the bit to get Carson Wentz back in there. I mean, he just is. is now it, I is have to be careful how I say things because Junior right. Meade is very let me, sensitive. Let me ask you. So this, I can't though. say
1: I know for a fact. Let me ask you your reasoning though. Is it because they want more explosiveness in the yeah. offense? There's or higher upside. Is it because he's still going to look poor from a personnel standpoint for having made that move.
2: I mean, listen, he keeps holding on to this. I have to do. I'm the judiciary or fiduciary of the team or whatever (laughs) he says. You know, I have to do what's in the best interest of the team. He understands that right now it would be dumb for him to bench Taylor Heineke. However, a loss and another uneven, unsteady, kind of wobbly performance. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, if it's bad, it's obvious. I mean, if he goes out and throws four picks and they lose 33 to 12. Well, the obligation now
1: is to do – now the the players have earned the right and have played their way to the point where his obligation now is to do whatever it takes to make the playoffs. Because they put themselves – the players have earned the opportunity to put themselves in that position. So now he's got to make decisions – that are with that in mind and if if they have a poor performance this week lose like you know 21 again defense plays decent where they lose like 21 mm-hmm. to you know 16 cuz right. they can't score anymore then he at least has to think about it he yeah. has to talk about it with his people well, that's, and, that's and my and, point. think about it
2: cuz he would be 5 and 2 as a starter if they lose this week to the giants right that's what they would be. Five, Wentz and, won, five what,
1: and twos got Zach Wilson benched,
2: right? And, so. and, but 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 there's yeah. like every situation is a little bit different, right? And nobody's saying that they don't have a certain spunkiness that they didn't have with Wentz with Heineke. We all get it, and we all get that you don't you you. But you got to score not, points. Right. Not that you can't bench a guy when you're winning. Not beating but Dallas generally 19, you don't 13. do that. Right. Exa- and that's the point. Now, you could Ron, beat San
1: Francisco maybe. that way.
2: Ron, but Ron knows that. And Turner knows that. And I would be willing to bet, without knowing for a fact, Junior, that most of the players in the <laughs> locker room know that
6: as well. <laughs> I just think it would make for a crazy bye week for all you guys covering the team.
2: I don't think we would know. I think there would be a lot of speculation. I don't think Ron would, would, would let the announcement be made until at least
1: Wednesday of after the bye week.
6: And and then all hell would
1: break. Yes. It might. Jeff, appreciate it. Get, get a couple more in here before uh, the trending Tony's in DC online too. What's up, Tony?
8: Hey, so here's what nobody's talking about. Like, uh, first, not to go back to anybody, but JYD, like, at this stage of the game, we can't be talking about what we need and what we need as far as quarterback is concerned because we're not, every team needs a quarterback that's elite. Like That's a generalized 32-team statement. Everybody who has a bad quarterback knows they need, and we're not going to get an elite quarterback in the draft. So that's just not even why we're even talking about that because it's just not going to happen. And secondly, the, nobody's talking about what the Heinicke has brought, and the reason why we on this win streak, and people have forgotten about Wentz, is that Wentz took the worst sacks imaginable. We stayed in second and nineteen, third and seventeen, third and twenty-two because this dude would not get rid of the ball, Agreed. if his life depended on it. Agreed. And so we have we have avoided those those ho- at least at least. And we were talking about how we had one of the worst
2: lines in the league when Wentz was back there because the dude was atrocious. But, but Tony, Tony, let awful. me let me jump in for one second. They believe, again, they believe that that will that process, what you're talking about, what you're not wrong on, will be much better this time around because he was a shell shocked by what happened in the in the Eagles game too. He didn't know the system as well because he had only played two games at that point in the system before getting ransacked by the Eagles. Um, And now now he's had a chance to sit back and absorb and not have necessarily the pressure to play, but to learn and to mentally grasp. And they feel, not me necessarily, they feel he will be much better in those little areas that you're talking about, which you're absolutely correct on.
8: But my thing is, I keep keep hearing people talk about this upside thing. The dude hasn't had upside in five years. Like, why do they all of a sudden think he's going to revert back to season one under the conditions that he was? He has proven what he is at this stage in the game. The stuff stuff he was doing was not, uh, in my personal opinion, was not a system problem. It was a fundamental pocket presence abilities problem. And, and... The the, the simplest things, like when there's no one opening, you're running around, just throw the ball out of bounds. Just flick it forward and go out of bounds. Just that simple stuff that kept us out of these atrocious situations. He's not going to change. The dude is who he is at this stage in the game. And so this upside of getting the ball down the field, these plays that we're talking about, they happen, what, once, twice, four, five times a game at most? You're going to change your whole system? As opposed to a dude that keeps you in the game? Why he's going to throw? But he's going to give you a head scratching play where you like, what just happened? He's going to throw an interception straight to a guy. He's going to do that once a game. Once, but he will not take these atrocious sacks that's killing that kills drives from the beginning. And that's why we stayed in these games as long as the defensive running game stays that and the dude keeps us out of second and third and forever. We got a chance. We can beat. We can beat Dallas nineteen to thirteen. We can. We 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 can do the same thing to Dallas that we did to Philly. We can do the same thing that Dallas said like We did a couple other offenses that, that are better than what as advertising. because we can stay in the, we can manage the game, and we can do these body blow type situations with, with Heineke. Once Wentz comes back in, he's going to go back. Uh, yeah, Tony, to, to your point, Tony, and that's...
1: Right, Tony, to your point. Appreciate the call. Uh, the Washington offensive line has not allowed a sack in the last two games. Yeah. Let's go to line three. Daryl's and Bowie. What's up, Daryl?
2: Uh, hang on one hey, second. what's up, guys? Hey, Daryl. Sorry about that. I was a little hey, late take, on the trigger take, there.
9: Take, take, take. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I, yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The one thing, um, the one thing I keep hearing people say that kind of annoys me is when they talk about Wentz is, is that whole we know what we have, and I I don't think you can say that. I think that you know, yes, he played very poorly early on in the season, but You know, after the people forget after that first game in Jacksonville, man, he came out like a rocket. You know, he threw four touchdowns over 300 yards. We can say for certain we know that Heineke can't do that. He hasn't done it yet. He's played 20 games. You're not getting that from Heineke. Now, the one thing about the sacks, I mean, that's that's
2: fair. That's fair. You're you're
9: not wrong. The one thing I I would say about the sacks, to me, looking at Wentz against Dallas and in Philly and Detroit. it it just looks like he was just uncertain. He lacked confidence because he didn't know the system very well and he still wasn't up to speed. You know, I I don't think we know what we have with Wentz. You know, sort of like Jamin Davis last year. You know, at the end of last year, 95% of the the fans was ready to to send Jamin Davis packing because he still was learning. He still was getting comfortable. And, you know, after four or five games, I – That's what I saw. It seems like Wentz was uncomfortable, and I will say as a fan, it would be nice to see, you know, what he would look like if he was comfortable and if that that Jacksonville Wentz is still there. And and, and coaching-wise, you know, if they can get that out of him, you know, I I just think four or five games is is too short of a leash to just send them packing and say, "We, we know what we have. If we don't know what we have
1: It's an interesting take, Daryl. Appreciate the call. Roberto 980, you get the last word today, young fellow. What's up, Roberto? Hell
10: to the W. <laughs> <laughs> Hell uh, to the W. I, lo-
7: I, love, I, re- I love
0: when
2: the callers and the tweeters of this show do the, uh, like, just it's a team mess effort. with people. I love it. You, Roberto you, 980, you know, you're our guy.
10: I'm throwing my my signs up all day long. Listen, yes, Henny King is not the perfect guy. He's not a rocket launcher, no, but he knows how to win a game. Plain and simple. Yes, we'll throw make a bonehead place. I remember a guy that I used to root for, named uh, Manny. They used to drive me up the wall with the with the interceptions he would throw because. Well, because he had a rocket arm, forty percent of his his throws was like uh, five yards away, bounce off the receiver because he's throwing too hard. So uh, all of that is all good. But Henneke is managing the team, and the defense is playing lights out
1: in the red zone. Plain simple, guys. Scott Turner did that yesterday. He only threw twenty three times, Roberto. He took your advice. He's keeping it simple. They,
2: they should have been three for yeah. three in the red zone though, if if he see you know, if he doesn't just air mail it for McLaurin in the back corner of the yeah. end zone. Yeah. Know, the, the, Bates t- the Bates touchdown was what, 16? Uh-huh. sixteen? Sixteen yards, right? Uh yeah, sixteen and yeah. obviously the Brian Robinson. So they were two for two there. Was there another red zone uh-huh. opportunity I'm forgetting about? I don't uh one of the yeah. maybe one of the sly field goals uh yeah okay right, <laughs> right. Oh, okay i forgot the first sly field goal so technically they were 2 of 4 but they scored 17 points from the red zone mm-hmm. in those four opportunities but they should have had three touchdowns
10: hey 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 robert Trump from Annapolis. Uh, this this defense looked like the 2000 uh ravens I'm out. Have a good one. <laughs> All
1: right, Roberto 980. Thank you. Roberto. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we have a Ray Lewis on this defense or a Peter Bullware or anybody like that, but it's playing good football. There's no doubt about that, and it's keeping them in every game. Dumb Dumb of the Day is coming up next. First, the rooster tells us what's trending.
2: All right, World Cup soccer, Ghana beating South Korea 3-2, Serbia, and Cameroon 3-3, Tide, Brazil, Switzerland going at it right now. Monday Night Football tonight, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis 106.7, the fan for your coverage there. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson going to get reinstated by 4 o'clock today, according to Mary Kay Kabat of the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Uh, he'll take the first team reps on Wednesday in practice, meet with the media, and start against his former team in Houston this Sunday. We have the Wizards and Timberwolves 645 tonight right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app from Capital One Arena, and that's what's trending. know what's coming if you know the lyrics if you know
1: you know burgundy and gold today is what's coming
2: with the voice of the commanders baby
1: (laughs) scott jackson there
2: he is i see him out in the bullpen he's warming up his throat
1: scott jackson that pairing out there would probably be an excellent booth
2: yeah I mean, they were, you know. Uh, Scott I, Jackson I
1: heard, and Richard Walker.
2: I heard uh, Doc on my way home last night. I heard Scott bellowing out into the FedEx field uh, 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 speakers uh, yesterday after the game when I was in one of the open broadcast booths uh, getting ready for my podcast. Uh, I did not get to hear him do the game. I'm going to go back and listen to some of that uh, today. And obviously we're just teasing. He's not, you know, not taking over or anything. He just pinch hit
0: yesterday
1: yes he did good for yes, him yes he did Three one two three zero zero nine eighty. that's how you get to them on burgundy gold today you know what time it is it's time for dumb dumb of the day on russell and all
2: righty yes indeed dateline columbia not maryland no a Colombian judge if pete if you were a judge how do you think you would show up for a
1: court case? Um, I would show up in a robe. Even if robe, it was virtual. I would show up in a robe and mm. looking professional. Ah, well, not this Colombian
2: uh, judge. Nope. She showed up half naked <gasps> and smoking mm. in bed. Smoking Ooh. a camel. <laughs> during a virtual, <laughs> during a virtual court hearing. And now she got suspended by the Judicial Disciplinary Commission saying that Judge Vivian Polanya is suspended for three months because she made national headlines last week when she appeared on a Zoom call. Lounging in what looked to be her underwear, and I've seen pictures of it, Mm. and puffing on a cigarette Mm. during a court hearing related to a car bombing which targeted an army brigade back in June. Of 2021. So there's, of course, video. It went uh, viral and all that. She has a little bit of a history, this uh, Vivian Polania, uh, of showing up uh, in scantily uh, dress, let's put it this way, and then posting personal pictures on her social media. Apparently, one last part of this, she kept her camera off for nearly an hour before turning it on. And then, according to the report, revealing that she was lying in bed in, quote, a deplorable state and looking, quote, disheveled with sleepy eyes and slurring her speech.
1: Maybe she was judging some other things before she came into the courtroom.
2: Right. I was going to say, I don't know how deplorable of a state it would be if she was, you know, in bed half naked. But what? uh, You know, I mean, I guess it depends on. I haven't seen the whole I haven't seen the whole amount of evidence, let's put it that way. <laughs> I've seen some of the evidence. I haven't seen enough. <laughs> she hasn't proven her case yet. <laughs> but because of that, yo, Judge Vivian. Honey, you can't show up half naked. Congratulations, you're Chris's dum-dum of the day.
1: All right, you enjoy it. Burgundy and Gold today is coming up next. Scott and Doc right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.
5: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?